me. I I'm not gonna be able to be as free on the group chat. No, I get I'll it. Talk, but yeah, I'll a bunch talk. of strangers <laughs> and stuff. Like, who, who are you? Because you know they're just gonna be lurking. Mm-hmm. The thing about the group chat, is, the, the good thing about a group chat is everybody participating. Yeah, and yeah. bouncing ideas. Yeah, not me throwing an idea to you and you just soaking it yeah, in. You just and, taking it in. Yeah, and just yeah, and just still just being there. It's like I'm, I don't even know what it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Most of group chat discussions are not going to be anything like... It's all going to be like fancy football. This should be kind of what we're doing right now. We just drop... But that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, I, I... I, In a group chat, if it's not... Thing, if it's not a, a... A community discussion... Yeah. Then it's more just like us... Doing a... Reddit. If you will. Or just like... Putting something in there and just letting people read it. Which is not something I'm really too familiar with. So it's not going to be natural for me. It's almost like how I, would, how I would treat my Twitter. Well, I'll just throw some, a random thing in there once or twice and then keep it moving. You basically, I mean, could you just do it to where you just basically do the exact same thing now? Only like anything that like, you know. It's controversial. Yeah, you <laughs> just leave it out. I can't, I can't separate the two. Because I, I don't see it as separate. It's like I talk, as I'm talking to people. We're talking, talking, talking. Yeah, but you can still stand there. Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is Dio the Machine, our Dynasty Guru. Guys, I want to start off with talking about halftime. Half the season is over. I consider this the halftime episode. I want to start off with the AFC East. Buffalo Bills, they look great. Josh Allen. Let's talk about fantasy relevance there. Do you guys feel comfortable playing Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, like, given the up-and-down nature of that offense? Uh, I think these are all players that you definitely want to have rostered. Uh, just them being in such a high-powered offense and with uh, the ease of their upcoming schedule. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, their offense is basically based off the pass. Like, you know, it runs through the passing game and through Josh Allen. So when you have that, you can have multiple receivers and tight ends eat. Uh, so whether it's Knox, Sanders, Cole Beasley, and then obviously Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, I'm willing to roster all of these guys. But I think in terms of preference, Diggs is obviously at the top amongst that wide receiving group. I think Sanders has firmly established himself as a strong number two wide receiver. You know, he was someone that we talked about in the preseason as potentially being, you know, a, a late round sleeper because really everywhere he's gone, he's always looked pretty damn good Mm -hmm. you know uh injuries have kind of you know derailed some of his career but he's always been able to bounce back from those from those injuries and we've just heard nothing but positive drum beats throughout the offseason out of buffalo and you know watching that monday night game again anytime it's a prime time game you really just kind of get to focus all your attention real time and one thing that i saw was you know if it was a crucial third down play or you know in the red zone Emmanuel Sanders is one of those guys that Josh Allen looks to, and so you you love that. He has a lot of trust in him. So Emmanuel Sanders, to me, is almost an every week starter, especially when you're in a, a two-flex type league or a three-wide receiver league. Uh, so Cole Beasley is the one player that I think is more of a matchup play. You know, we talked about it in the uh, group chat about how he was going up against Tennessee, Tennessee Titans, who mm-hmm. – 
performed very poorly against slot wide receivers. So for us, uh, and we also had this kind of positive regression factor coming in where he had had a, a, quite a few games. And so I ended up playing him across the board. Uh, and that definitely obviously was uh, very beneficial. So he's not an every week starter, but he's definitely that guy, especially for, you know, upcoming bye weeks or when you need a, a starter in a pinch or when you have a great uh, matchup uh, and, you, and you see him in the slot. I think he's a he's a great player to go to. So now before the season started, we talked about not wanting to really touch that backfield because we didn't know if Singletary or Zach Moss was going to be the lead back there. Do you feel any more comfortable playing either one of those running backs week in, week out? No, not really. Um, I'm actually kind of just avoiding all of them now. Mm-hmm. That team looks like they just want to pass the ball. Yeah. You know, um, you can look at this. Even this last game when um, they were in the goal line, they tried to run the ball with the quarterback. So it's almost the same offense as what they had last year where we were kind of avoiding their running backs. There's been times Devin Singletary has looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think this last game he actually looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Moss, he's had a few games where he's looked good. The problem is they're just not getting the, the workload, you mm-hmm. know. Um, even for a backfield, even if it was one back getting majority of the work, it's still not a heavy enough workload to really feel comfortable putting them in your, in your lineup. Of course, if you're in a pinch, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but you know, when you get near the goal line, it's not one of those situations like, okay, I just hope I get in the red zone and they're going to punch it in with my running back because you can't even guarantee that. Um, you can't guarantee they're going to get the short passing work. Mm-hmm. Um, because yep. they could throw it to Beasley or something like that, or, or Josh Allen. You know, if he kind of rolls out of the pocket, he's just going to be gone anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. and he's looking um, downfield most of the time. He's looking downfield right. in so, that intermediate zone. So, yeah, you don't really feel comfortable really starting any of the running backs. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to change either. They look like a team that's just trying to high octane, yeah. just throw, score as fast as they can, move down the field. Um, so, no, no, no. Um, and their and their OC is basically said as much. He said we're a passing team, and. Just looking at just NFL, you know, real-life football, mm-hmm. this was my issue with them last year as far as why I just felt like, you know, they weren't a Super Bowl contender. You have to be able to run the ball. You don't have to necessarily be balanced, but you have to be able to run the ball in pinches. Mm-hmm. And so when you're up 10 in the fourth quarter, you up seven, you need to be able to kind of run that clock. Or when you're in certain situations, you're at the goal line one inch to go. You know, certain things you need to be able to run the ball, and they just have not either proven that they are willing to or that they can and so that's something I think that, they can because who, who there have been games where monsters look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's punched it in. And like I said, this last game, Singletary, the times when he got the ball, he looked good. He but looked I don't think apart. they were in situations where you needed them to do it. Right. You know? Right. Right. And I don't really think that's a team that needs to do anything. They really have talent or weapons all over the I field. If, you, if, you're going, if, you, if you're looking to win a Super Bowl, you, at some point you're going to have to run. Ask Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. but I think that's that comes into play more so when we get close to playoff time, yeah, yeah. colder weather. Non-fantasy. You know, non-fantasy, the, yeah, yeah the, the game starts to slow down a little bit. It's all about yeah. possessions. Especially um, in Buffalo. But just right now, you know, they're just scoring however way they feel like they want to score. Even look at this last game where they went for it on fourth down yeah. near mm-hmm. the very end of the game. They didn't have to do that. If they really, really felt like they need to win that game, most likely they would have kicked yeah. the field goal and tried right. to extend the game. I felt like that was a smart play. But yeah, no, like, I mean, and we, and we said it. We said it. Look, we said it all. We said it, you know, preseason. Like this is not really a backfield that we were interested in, right? And it's kind of proven. Right. It's proven to be in the point. So let's talk about the Jets' backfield because I feel like when we're talking about the AFC East, I don't like any of those backfields. If I have to feel comfortable about one, it's New England with Damian Harris. But even now, he's kind of banged up. Let's talk about the Jets for a second. 
What what the hell is going on with that backfield as as well? I mean, do you guys feel comfortable playing any Jets, especially this week? I think they play the Patriots again. I mean, so I think I think it's I think it's Michael Carter's time, uh, hmm. and I think we've been seeing a trend towards that. You know, we again we talked about it in the pre-draft process that like these are not players that you want to reach on. These rookie running backs we know are likely going to need time, mm-hmm. especially a rookie running back going into like a very bad situation. Uh, this offensive line has just gotten and you know went from bad to worse. I actually thought they were going to be much better, but no, they are just you know they are really bad. Yeah. Uh, and the offense in general is just very very stagnant, uh, unimaginative. Uh, you know they're struggling, and, and it's anticipated. They're a young team. Rookie head coach, rookie OC. So some of this, you know, maybe we should have uh, foreseen. But I really do think uh, uh, Michael Carter is really going to uh, take over the backfield. He's probably not going to – he's not going to become a bell cow. He's not going to get like 70 to 80 percent of the touches. But he should hopefully start taking over some of the valuable touches. We've seen him near – you know, in the red zone, near the goal line. You know, we've also seen Ty Johnson and and Tevin Coleman there. But uh, we've seen him take over that. We're seeing him getting the majority of the touches. And we know what he can do in the passing game. You know, to kind of put it big picture perspective, I think when teams come off by, it's a chance for head coaches, offensive coordinators, players to Mm reevaluate what's been going on to to do sort of kind of a a self-audit, a reassessment. And also to just sort of kind of decide, okay, where are we going now? The Jets know they're not a winning team. They know they're not a, a playoff caliber type team. But they want to try to get some, you know, wins under their belt. They want to try to get some of the younger players more involved. So I think everything that we saw before the bye, I'm not saying throw it out. But when these teams come off buys, don't be surprised to see, you know, things drastically change. And when we talk about San Francisco, I know a lot of people are down on Trey Sermon, and rightfully so. Uh, and I'm not starting him, but I would not be surprised if we see him come out of the bye and start to get more work now that they've kind of had a chance to sort of kind of, you know, uh, re, you know reassess and, and, and get back to basics and, and try and get guys who, who maybe they were higher on before, try and see if they can get them more established. I, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> all Count of, me out. Yeah. All of, because I don't think Michael Carter's taking over that backfield. I think he looks the best, maybe, you know. He probably will get more work, maybe. But even the last game, they just came off – I mean, they're coming off a bye this week. But the last game, Ty Johnson was getting red zone work Mm -hmm. and Tevin Coleman was getting red zone work. So we can't even say he's going to be the red zone running back. Um, All of them are still getting work, like literally all of them. And I feel like every game this season it's kind of just been, um, okay, one guy led the backfield and another guy led the backfield. (laughs) Excuse me. And another guy led the backfield. I don't know if that's really going to change because he's still a rookie. You know, he's still young. He still probably has to work on pass protection. And yet you have a rookie quarterback back there who you have mm-hmm. to protect. Um, and, again, they weren't giving him the red zone work going into the bye. Of course, maybe through the bye week they probably worked on things. Uh, you know, but that's assuming at this point. You know, we, we haven't it's, seen it yet. It's a pedigree play. So it's one of those things where, again, you know, well, we got, you know, bye week. Armageddon come, you know, in week seven. So you may be forced to play some of these guys. But he's a guy that, you know, when I say, you know, I'm holding. I'm not dropping him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely hold. Out of yeah. all of them, he's the one I would hold. Yeah. Him I'm and Jameson Crowder. I'm not ready to play him yet. Well, that's yeah. going to take me to my next question, though. If you have to play one Jets receiver. Corey Davis. It's, it's yeah. probably, stop, hating, stop hating on Corey Davis. It's, it's probably Corey Davis. <laughs> y'all stop but, hating on Corey Davis. <laughs> but I told y'all he wasn't good. <laughs> but he's getting, he's getting <laughs> he's where, bad. Where's, where's Corey Davis ranked? I wish I knew where he was ranked. Let's see where he's ranked. Because I'm sure he ain't like 
too, too low. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I, this is not saying much, but I'm sure he's top 30. So he's wide receiver it. two. Ooh, I don't know if he's a wide receiver two. Y'all don't think he's wide receiver two? <laughs> he's a wide receiver three. I mean, if you in terms of just like ranking, he's a wide receiver three. Wide receiver three. You definitely don't cut Corey Davis. And he's definitely no, no, like I, a bye week play. And, I like know. because I, I think Zach Wilson still has eyes for Corey Davis. Crowder, last game, that was his first game back, right? Yeah. So, and he, I think he scored a touchdown. Yeah, my issue is this. I don't think that Corey Davis is like that good. So, you know, you, you, you drafted a wide receiver in the first round. At some point, you got to imagine that they're going to try to start hitting him. The, they drafted him in the second. Oh, well, early second, sorry. Yeah, yeah, early, early second, yeah very yeah, early second. Yeah. Elijah Moore, so it's, you got to assume that they're going to try to get him but, more but, involved. But with Elijah Moore, I think he's the replacement for Crowder. Don't forget, during the offseason, they had that contract issue where Crowder yeah, wasn't even going to probably yeah, come I don't back. Know, I don't necessarily know that Elijah Moore is a sought receiver. I think he's, you know, uh, I think he I think he would play like opposite Corey Davis and then continue to have Crowder in the slot. But again, who, know, who knows? I, hope. I, I, I really don't want to play anybody in this offense. Sorry, why, why are we spending this much time on the Jets? Uh, Corey Davis... Receiver 49, by the way. Oh, but he did have a bye. He so. had a bye week, too, though. He, he did have a bye, yeah, so we're going to shoot him some bail. Still, kind 49. Of you mean off. damn near wide receiver 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I, he, he's been, for where he was drafted, at least early on, he's been serviceable. He's yeah. had maybe about three good games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, games you're, you're, not, be you're not losing because you drafted Corey Davis. Right, right. Yeah, he's probably helped you out quite a bit. Actually, Jalen Waddle helped me out quite a bit last week. Let's talk about Miami. To his back. I feel a little better about playing Waddle. Do you guys feel comfortable about playing Waddle, playing any of those receivers? No. If you can sell Waddle, sell him right now. Devontae Parker was out. Uh, Will Fuller's out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to assume that these guys are coming back. Now, the one caveat to this is obviously, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so we just got the Watson news. We don't know if Watson's going to play. We don't know if he's going to get traded, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, if that trade goes down, Watson may not even be able to play, and you may be looking at Brissett the entire time. Or Watson may be able to play, and then maybe you know his value goes up. But I definitely think that was like probably Waddle, one of Waddle's best games of the mm-hmm. year. He also went against a very, very bad team. So when I watch Waddle play, and I'm not saying that Waddle is you know not a good player, I just don't. He doesn't look like a first round wide receiver to me, and I, I also don't like how they're using him. Uh, okay. I know he had a very good game, and it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but watching that game, to me, you know, and, and how they've used him throughout the year, a lot of kind of low A dot, uh, near the line to scrimmage. They said like a lot of these pick plays for him, and I get it. You want to try to get him in space and things of that nature, but it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's, it's going to like work against your average to above average defenses. So I think in the right spot, like when he's – when literally everybody is out and you're playing against a bad defense, great play. You know, I think you were fortunate to get those two TDs out of them. Uh, and their defense obviously was missing some guys on the, uh, on the uh, you know, uh, in their defensive backfield and, and, th- and throughout that defense. So they weren't playing as well. So it was almost a shootout to some degree. But my, my advice would be, like, if you can sell high, sell high. Obviously, he's not a drop. You know, I think he's maybe wide receiver three, wide receiver four territory, but I think uh, you probably maybe saw his best game of the year. I like him, though. I yeah. do. I, I like Waddle. I, yeah. I would actually keep him. I actually like what I saw this last game. He does have a low A dot. Uh, you know, it, it's almost Jarvis Landry-like, it's kind of where I envision him, but with more talent, more speed, hmm. more more quickness. Um, now, you mentioned those players that are gone. Will Fuller... We're Texans. Uh, we're Texans fans. We, we we watch the Texans. Will Fuller mm-hmm. is one of those players that you just have a hard time trusting to just stay on the field. Right. Yeah. Like point, but even when he eventually comes back, 
comes back, there's, he can go out and he, like, I think when he came back this season, he went out in that game, the mm-hmm. first game he was back. So it's really hard to really just depend on him. When Parker does eventually get back, and I think he's back this week, I would assume, total assumption, but I would assume the opposing team will look to put their main cornerback on Parker, right? He would be their 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 main threat as far as the receivers for the Dolphins. So I don't see Waddle really having to go against top end. Um, I don't think it's a top end issue. I think uh, you know he's running out of the slot most of the time anyway. Right. But what I'm saying is that like you know like the you know play they ran there the goal line you know the pick play to get him into the end zone. It, I, I just right, don't see right, that happen. You know. Right. But, a lot but, of these you know. But the, the thing about it is. They gave him a lot of targets. They mm-hmm. got like 11 or 12 targets this they game. They did. They did. You know, and what happened the game before? I'm not sure what happened that game. He did not. Yeah, yeah I think he, I don't mm-hmm. I, But But that's also, we can also say, okay, so here's one thing we have to take into account. And I want to, we, we kind of buried the lead a little bit because I want to get to this player in a second. But let's not forget that the quarterback switched between the last two games. Mm-hmm. So what we saw with Brissett, we can't just take that and say, okay, this is what we should superimpose on what we're seeing with Tua. True. It's almost like... With Tua back, the offense now has changed to one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, it felt like Tua had eyes on Waddle. Keep in mind, they are college Angus teammates. That's, that's actually the player I was going to bring up next. Mm-hmm. Okay, But Tua um, also didn't look all that great. I think people, that's another thing I was going to say. He really did mm-hmm. not look Tua, that great. The, the, I think the bigger issue. <laughs> the offense was better? Tua. Statistically? Yeah. yeah. But he, did, he honestly, and, I did and not think he looked that great. I saw what I put on Twitter. I was like, man, Dolphins, just, just let go of those draft picks and send them to the Texans. Because Tua <laughs> doesn't want, seem don't, like. Don't bring him to the Texans. Tua doesn't <laughs> seem like. No, I don't want Tua. I'm just saying yeah. to get a, a replacement for yeah. Tua. Because mm-hmm. Tua doesn't seem like the answer. He didn't look good. There was one play I remember he was scrambling and. He he just kind of lofted it over a guy, and the guy his guy was wide open. He threw it way past him. Yeah. yeah and at that point, I realized, that. okay, he's just not the guy for them to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if they had a better quarterback, and you never know, Tua might improve. It was his first game back. I even think he wasn't 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put too much on him because th- for Tua to succeed in the NFL, he has to be accurate. Yeah, watching him, he, he just used doesn't to have be the, so accurate. He, he doesn't have the yeah. He doesn't maybe it's the injuries because he doesn't yeah. have that. He can't like drive the ball. He doesn't have the velocity on the ball. He doesn't right. have this huge arm, and he doesn't have the wheels and the legs where defenses are just so worried right. about him running. So he he really needs to be accurate. He right. needs, it needs to be timing, and some of that may just be you know maybe just it, it takes a little bit of time for him to kind of get used to his wide yeah, receivers. Yeah, he, he's probably still but getting he acclimated. Get that time. But again, going back to Gasecki, yeah, I made this comment I think on the last pod. Um, before Brissett took over, Gasecki wasn't getting much work at all. Gasecki was pretty much droppable, actually, at mm-hmm. the moment. Immediately when Brissett came in, Gasecki became valuable. He was getting a lot of work. You know, mm-hmm. he was doing pretty well. He, actually, he was even scoring like a touchdown or two. Um, my concern was when Tua returned, he would revert back to not being any mm-hmm. kind of value. I feel like last year he was he, – last year I felt like but, he but, targeted Gasecki. Yeah, but I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about how he was this year. This year after week two, Gasecki was droppable. Like, if you go look at those numbers. No, like, I think yeah. some people did drop Yeah, Gusecki. no, people were dropping yeah. them. Yeah. But now, the way he looked this past game, Gasecki looked like one of the main targets. Now, yeah. it could be due to the injuries again. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't ignore that. Um, but even so, when he got the work, he looked good. Like, yeah. he looked like a slot wide receiver. Good size yeah. for Tua. So, hopefully that continues. Because if that continues, Gasecki might have some very sneaky value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in a, in a tight end premium um, format. Yeah. Um, so, I don't so want to go like too that. far, though. I don't want to leave Miami without talking about Miles Gaskins. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, let's <laughs> listen, listen. Let's yeah. just address it. Do you trust him? No. So look, and and what no. did I tell? So so look, so look, no. wait, 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 I don't trust him. I don't no. trust him. But we've ta- we've talked about this. No. That you know, 
the game, the game where he sort of kind of went off against Tampa Bay. He had five carries, I think. But we talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it as this being a potential Miles Gaskin game because if if teams go in now and start game planning more based off of defenses, which I think is happening more so this year than years past, as opposed to teams just saying we're just going to go in and run our offense. You can now start to kind of predict. And so, again, when you're in a pinch and you need a starting running back, I looked at that game as, okay, there's no way they're going to be running Mal, you know, Malcolm Brown into this Tampa Bay Bucks defense. So, to me, I saw that as a Gaskins game. And definitely, there was definitely, you know, you were fortunate to get the TD. You were fortunate to get some of those catches. A lot of that work was early on. But that was a Miles Gaskin game. And then immediately the next week, I sent it out in the group text again. I said, look. They're going against Jacksonville. Like, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they're not going to be looking to just sort of kind of feed Miles Gaskins. Not only can they probably beat them on the ground with Malcolm Brown and they maybe want to establish the run, but they can also beat them through the air. So, to me, that was not a Miles Gaskins game where they were going to have problems getting it to their other skilled players or problems establishing it through the run. So, I think the way you have to look at Miles Gaskins is as a matchup play. It's going to be very difficult to figure out what matchup to play him in. No. So, ideally, you just don't start him. But if, you know, for me, I think, you know, I'm looking at him against, you know, teams where they're probably going to have difficulty establishing the run or teams where they're going to be, you know, they're just in a lot of negative games. No, nah, man. Let me tell you why you can't trust Gaskin. Pro- but the problem is, I'm going to say this last one, the problem is really uh, Salvin Ahmed. That's exactly he, what I was about to say. If he was out the door, yeah. it would be no issues. That's, that's exactly perfect. what I was about to say. They are giving him way too much run. Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Ahmed is getting work just like Gaskin. Yeah. And might even look a little better. No, he does not look better. He might look a little better. <laughs> he might look a little better. He, he has more power to me than Gaskin. Uh, Okay. That that small compact boy can is strong for his size. Yeah. So so you're looking boy at that. Strong. He's strong. He's strong boy, for his strong size. Boy, so you got gas. You got you got you got Malcolm Brown, who's the biggest guy there, who we know they like. You know there was all that controversy as far as whether he's going to be the starter in the off season. Who is still getting work? Who got work this last game? And then you have this Ahmed guy who people just totally ignore, but for some reason he's getting almost the same amount of work as Gaskin. Yeah. You know, how can you ever trust Gaskin? Because even if it is a Gaskin-type setup game, you can't be sure they're not going to give those touches to well, Ahmed. Well, you know, Gaskin is definitely going to be the 1A1. How many carries he gets And Salvin game? Ahmed. It's not about carries for Gaskin. You don't, don't start Gaskin thinking, oh, I'm hoping this is the game he get 15 carries. That is not why you start Gaskin. You start Gaskin for the catches. Okay, how many catches so, did you get this last So game? look at touches. Again, I, I, I sent it in the group chat. I said, don't start. I was like, I'm not starting Miles Gaskin this game. I don't care if it's against Jacksonville. This is not right. the game for Miles Gaskin. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a week-by-week proposition. But to answer your question, yeah, no, we don't feel comfortable starting. No, nah, man. That's not what it's not, Nine saying. rush yards. No, nah, man, no, nah, man. <laughs> get out of here, dude. <laughs> y'all ready to put on y'all capes? What, did y'all bring y'all capes? My nah. capes. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you no, know, like I'm going like a mere mortal today. Okay. All right, all right. Because I know that y'all want to throw him on right now for Mac Jones and like <laughs> and that, and and the loss that he had. Oh wow! You know, like, <laughs> you know, like well, like they got close. That pass looked Brady esque. Mac Jones is terrible. Do you feel like you could start oh, anybody? Bro, he's a rookie. He's terrible. He's they have bubble wrap. Mac Jones, they have to me, is the rap. best. He, he looks like the best quarterback, rookie quarterback. He may no, be. He's, he's not. He, he's not. He who's, is the best. Who's, he is, who's a better he rookie is the quarterback best in the rookie league quarterback right now. right now? The best, the best rookie who's quarterback? Playing, who's playing the best? 
You can't even lie. Don't even lie. Don't put that on tape. Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence. He really is the best quarterback. Who's playing the best quarterback? Trevor Lawrence. No, no, sir. Listen, they could throw me out there to throw look two. Those aren't prescription glasses. They are prescription. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they could throw me out there to throw little two yard screens and look. I mean, like bubble screens. Like they don't ask him to do much. They He's a really rookie. They don't, don't want. They don't they ask don't, any rookies to do much. No, like okay, like but, but Jacksonville like, asks Trevor Lawrence yeah. to push the ball down the field. Either so way, you don't think Mac Jones is good? I don't think he's good at all. Okay. At all. Just listen, know that's on tape. Oh, it's on tape. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'll go to my grave with this. But you also don't think Brady is that good? No, I'm not saying Brady isn't good. I think Brady is still overrated. You see? As okay. a thrower of that's the football. That's his perspective. Just so y'all have a little perspective. No, no. <laughs> he's not the best thrower of the football that I've seen. I think he's good. I think he's great. Hall of Famer. He's the he's, GOAT of all GOATs. He's not the GOAT of all GOATs. He's, he's at least the GOAT in NFL. No, he's not. Jerry Who's, Rice. If you don't get it. Okay, Jerry let's, Rice is the, can we go to the next team? Let's just go to the next. All right, so real quick. As far as Jones. Regardless of how yeah. you feel about him, because, you know, these are all opinions. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm wrong and you're – I mean, I'm right and you're wrong or vice versa. But um, I think he is good for what they're asking him to do in New England. For that offense, um, yeah. He He is commanding the team. He doesn't look like a rookie out there. Regardless of what you're saying as far as what they're asking him to do, he's doing what they're asking him to do, you know. And it's not a situation where at the end of the game we're thinking to ourselves, damn – when are they going to put the backup in, or when are they going to they change something up as far as that team? They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have let Cam go. Listen, if if they would have had Cam, man. they would be in the playoff hunt right now. Yeah, I don't know. Let, let, let go of that Cam. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, all right. I am, but if they had Cam, they would be a much better team right now. Yeah, we, I could doubt it. I doubt it. we could disagree. We could disagree. But now. anyway, uh, regarding that backfield, okay, uh, backfield is actually Harris to is me, looking better. Hmm. He's looking better. Ramondre Stevenson is looking better. Good. I'm telling y'all right now, if if Stevens is available on your waiver, he should not be. I don't care yeah. what league you're in, put him on your squad right now because if the if uh, Harris goes down, Damian Harris goes down, you could be looking at he wouldn't get you know 100 percent of the work, but you could be looking at a, a three down back in that offense. He looks really good in the passing game. Now he struggles obviously in pass protection. But the way that they were targeting him out of the backfield, the way they had him run routes out of the backfield, uh, you know, basically, you know, to me, he almost looked like Woodhead-esque, you know, like almost like a Danny Woodhead coming out of, Mm -hmm. or Rex Burkhead type, Mm -hmm. uh, the way they were kind of using him. Now, he scored last game. I think that was mostly just because Damian Harris was a little fatigued. Uh, no, he got hurt right before that. Yeah, play. he got hurt or something and like that. So, but I think that's why plays. people are going to be on him. But I'm, I'm like, even if he like does very little this game, like to me, he has kind of entered that entered that realm as a high priced handcuff. And I'm no, I'm no longer seeing that backfield is like, oh, there's four or five, you know, uh, mouths that need to be feed. I think it's Damian oh. Harris, Ramondre Stevens, and then occasionally, you know, uh, 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 Bolden will obviously get in there on some uh, key third down when they need pass protection. Uh, or or when they want him uh, coming out, but I think you know I think you know this I think Ramondre Stevens is someone that uh, could be a league winner. I mean, right I know that's I know that's the flavor of the week. Yeah, you know because how he looked last week, but I do think Bolden is still still um, an option there that they they're going to use. And and if Harris was to get hurt, 
I I think they going they might consider you know activating JJ Taylor, and JJ Taylor when he's had his opportunities has looked pretty okay as well. I don't think Belichick is at the point where he'll say okay, Stevenson, I trust you so much where I'm going to make you my main guy or even the the. I think he will have no choice. I mean, he looks good, no, but but he looks good saying. in between the tackles. But he that's what I'm saying. I, the ball. I think JJ if Harris was to go that because JJ Taylor has been been um inactive these last for a reason. Games. Well, yeah, they I mean, they, they, they really have other, they have other running backs there. But if if Harris was out, like I said, if Harris yeah. has an injury, I don't think they will have any hesitation. To say okay, JJ Taylor, oh, yeah, come in, and, come in and help us out a little bit. And again, Bolden, there was a, a stretch of two, three games where Bolden was the main target guy in the passing game. Yeah, uh, I don't that's think they're just going to totally just pick up Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Trust me. I mean, pick him up. No, no, no. But, pick him up. Pick him up. But I'm, I'm not ready up. to just. Pick I'm him not up. all over him the way everybody else is all over him this week. <laughs> oh, I'm all. I'm not over. I think. Well, I'm not over him because of, all over him because of the touchdown. Number one, we all know that he's a good in between the tackles runner. Like on like a microscopic level, if you like dissect the plays, he just he is a very good in between the tackles runner. Even that goal line carry where he mm. just kind of got skinny through the hole. And found this. There's a reason why some players just get stuffed at the goal line over and over and over again, and why some guys like a Todd Gurley, as much as we hated last year, score a lot of touchdowns. touchdowns. You know, there's, there, there's certain nuances. So he's really good at that. But go back and watch his catches. Go back and watch his routes out of the backfield. Watch his. He has. He's, we know he's that. He's he's been a prospect that's been reported to have great hands. So and they use him that way. Young player ascending like. Pick him up. Trust me. But but Bolden does that same stuff though. Bolden's old man. Get he's okay, he was, but, he, Bolden okay. was a necessity. But look, we you can, can say, see his role decrease. We can say he's old and or whatever. But they they use Bolden a lot. They they did use Bolden a lot. They are likely if something were to happen, I think it would go more towards Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, tell them, it, it's a bold play. You got to make bold decisions. That's a, a league are you, winning. Are you, are you play. throwing puns out there now? A, was it a pun? A bold, I, I don't what know. did I say? You said it's a bold play when we're talking about Boulder. Nah, it's not. Not wasn't going that way. Oh, okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't going down that route. Okay, I thought you were trying to be a little <laughs> witty with your words. Man. All right, guys, let's move on to the NFC East. Listen, Dak is in a boot. Looks like he has some calf issue, issues. Cause for concern. Cowboys look pretty good. Yeah. Cause for concern. Yeah. So you, the good thing is that like Dak is on a buy, so you got to pick up a backup anyway. But just you know, look a week or two ahead. Uh, you know, when you're picking up players, think about okay, if Dak is out multiple weeks, you know, is a guy that I'm picking up someone that I can start multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's that's how I'm approaching that situation. Uh, but I don't think it's something that you can just guarantee where Dak is not going to be healthy. And that's a trickle-down effect. We saw it last year, okay? We saw it last year where Dak got hurt and that offense took a huge hit. Now, granted, O-line was a, was a mess as well, but understand that, like, everyone's going to, you know, take a, uh, you know, take a step back as far as fantasy production. So keep an eye out on that. Again, calf injury, yeah, right? Calf injury came calf at a great time. Injury. He's a quarterback too, so the, so that should help. Yeah, it, I mean, it'll affect his mobility a yeah. little bit. The, the thing, man, and I've never really paid attention to calf injuries in the past, but these calf injuries I'm hearing about this year, they're 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 tending to keep these players out a little a little bit. You know, now obviously yeah. they're not all the same, uh, but it's not just uh, garden variety, no big deal, calf injury type thing where you just ignore it. Definitely have contingency plan in place. Um, don't be surprised if 
Next week he's not practicing, and then it ends up being like questionable game mm-hmm. time decision mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna keep him stay out. Stay ready. Hashtag yeah. stay ready. Yeah, stay ready. I mean, I don't think they're gonna keep him out, um, but it would definitely affect his play. Um, and you never know. You know, they might they might decide. You know what? Well, let's be safe. You know, they yeah. do have a pretty good lead in the NFC East. Yeah, look at guys like look at guys like Tua. Okay, he does his 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 matchup. I think in Week Nine though is. Is the Buffalo Bills? You talking about when he plays for the oh, week eight. Washington Football Team? <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, Tannehill, uh, obviously he's got KC this week. I think he plays uh, the Colts the following week. You could look at Carson Wentz. He's not been running a lot, but at least that'll kind of get you some, uh, you know, bye week. Uh, I think Derek Carr is out week eight, uh, so you know there's not much there. So there's not going to be a lot available to you. Uh, and you know we've all been kind of waiting on Trey Lance, but it's looking like you know it's going to be Garoppolo for. The foreseeable well, future. So. Yeah. yeah, so just get, have that have that in place right now. Like, be ready uh, with that just in case. Speaking of not available, it seems like everybody who plays for the Giants is banged up of some sort. Kadarius Tony is is banged up. We all know about Saquon. Even you know uh, Daniel Jones got knocked out of a game. Do you guys feel comfortable with? You know, starting any of the Giants, knowing that they're shuffling yes. in and out of lineup. Yes. Look. Week in and week out, this offense is somebody's producing. Somebody's producing, okay? And and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because preseason, when when there's certain teams, when people talked about, it's basically like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. This team is going to, you know, this team is going to be terrible. They're going to be bottom of the league. Just ignore everybody, and players weren't getting drafted. Value comes from these teams. And what I, and, and the reason that I was, you know, talking about this team as a sleeper is because Daniel Jones has traits. All you need him to do is take that next step, and when he takes that next step, he can make these fantasy players uh, viable. We already know that the Saquon's there. We saw what Shepard was doing before Shepard got hurt. We saw Kadarius Toney get and put in work. Even Kenny Galladay, you know, when Kenny Galladay is healthy and on the field, he's actually looked okay. We saw we saw um, John Ross score a long TD. We saw Dante Pettis look decent against a tough Rams defense. Okay, so and this is the thing too about this: de- the Giants' defense is not as good. They have, they've had a lot of injuries, so they're not they're nowhere near as good as what we kind of projected them out to be. So they're going to be behind in a lot of games. Don't sleep on this offense moving forward. I don't. I think Darius Tony may be out unfortunately for a couple of weeks. That you know, reaggravation didn't look all that good. But there's going to be some. Op, there's going to be some fancy options here. You shouldn't have cut Shepard at any point. Uh, Kenny Galladay, if he's on the waivers, I'd pick him up. I mean, he's kind of a, a bench and C type guy, but pick him up. And one of my, like, you know, uh, you know, I call him, you know, uh, break glass type players is someone like a Darius Slayton. If I hear throughout the week that he's been practicing, uh, and I don't want to hear that, like, he's limited and, you know, he's not. If I, hear, but throughout, if I hear throughout the week that he's been practicing, I'm telling you right now, he's, I think he's going to be a very, very good play come Sunday. Because everything that Dante Pettis got, you can only imagine that Darius Slayton can do, if not more. And he has that rapport. We've seen him do it with Daniel Jones before. And we've seen him do it earlier this season with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. So this is an offense and a team that, that you can, like, really attack when it comes to picking guys off of the waiver and, and, and having these bi-week fill-ins. No, I like Slayton, too. I was actually going to say that's a guy I would target right now because people, I think, are sleeping on him. Um, there was a game, I think, this season where he actually did pretty good before he got hurt. Um, he does have that rapport. He's their deep threat. Out of everybody you've mentioned, he – well, I guess you can say John Ross is – Maybe a deep threat since he has that speed as well. But I think John Ross has been playing due to necessity. Yeah. I think yeah. Dante Pettis has been playing due to necessity. 
they're starting to get healthier. I yeah. think Galladay had a limited practice. Slayton, we thought maybe was going to play last week. They actually made him inactive. So you would think this week he obviously has a better chance of playing, and I expect him to play. Um, like you said, Shepard shouldn't have been dropped. Shepard, and I was telling this, I was saying this before the season started. Shepard, out of all the receivers, has the best rapport with Daniel Jones mm-hmm. by far. And he was the one that people just were totally ignoring, totally mm-hmm. disrespecting going into draft season. Um, but it, it, going back to last year, Daniel Jones has an eye for Shepard. Unfortunately, he got hurt early in the season, so we really didn't get to really see issue. it for a long amount of time. But he's back now. And I even think last week, now maybe it's partly due to the fact that Tony went out so early because Tony was getting a, a lot of work early in that game oh, before man. he went Oof. out. Yeah. Um, but still, once Tony was out, Shepard was right back in that role as far as getting yeah. most of the work for Daniel Jones. So I agree with that. Shepard, if I was to rank him, if I was to rank them, I would put Tony at the top because he's the flashy, the explosive. He looks like the guy that can really break out a game. Mm-hmm. But as far as who I feel like has the rapport and who's the safest guy, it would be Shepard. And then I would put Tony, and then I would put Galladay, and then I would put Slayton. Mm-hmm. What's right. going on with Evan Ingram, man? Like I, I expected him to have He's a dropable. Much better yeah, season. I can't trust him anymore. He's I dropable. Uh, with everybody that's been out, like, and granted, obviously he was coming off of that preseason injury, but he was playing snaps. And yeah. he's just not, you know, mm-hmm. I just think Daniel Jones is just Daniel Jones looks this is why I like Daniel Jones as well. This is another reason why I've been, you know, <laughs> outside of all the weapons that you mentioned, when you watch him play, number one, he runs. Okay, you know. My quarterback has to run, okay? If you don't run, then, you know, we got issues, okay? But he runs. But two, when when he's dropping back in the pocket, he's not looking for checkdowns unless he absolutely has to. He's looking down the field for big chunk plays. And so I think the routes that they have Ingram uh, or, uh, yeah, Ingram, Evan Ingram running are not downfield. They're not up the seam. They're very, like, you know, these you know, shallow slants. You know the, so you know, the system Maryland. doesn't work for him. Anymore. No, no, it's just a, it's Jason Garrett. That's been the best. But the Jason issue. Garrett was was providing looks for Witten quite a bit. Yeah, but you never saw Witten running down the field. And well, it, it, when does it, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I watched Jason. I watched. Uh, I watched. You know. Uh, uh, what's it? I'm blanking on names. What team? Quarterback. We just talking about. Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. I don't know why I had a... You forgot Daniel. We literally <laughs> talked about know, his team. senior moment, man. It's been a long day. It's been a long, long day. But I'm just saying, like, you watch him You watch him play, he's constantly looking down the field for that big play. Then he's coming down to that intermediate route, and that check down route is always last. Whereas you watch a guy like Jared Goff, you know, sometimes he'll force it because he hears people talking, oh, all you do is check it down, and so he'll force it down. But for the most part, like, when he gets into trouble, he's looking to check it down. Mm-hmm. That's, not Jan- that's not Daniel Jones. Yeah. So let's talk about the Washington football team for a second. So I had apologized in our last episode about shitting on Taylor Heineke. I want to take that back. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I started in two weeks. <laughs> he gave me 12 points and 14 points. Listen, he hot, huh? he's as bad. Yes. Oh, oh, no. He's dead to me. He's he's I, dead I, to me. Guess yeah. what? He's, he's going to score twenty plus points this week. Look, well, not let me on my tell you something. Let me tell you, <laughs> tell you something about football. Unfortunately, unless you're an elite quarterback, you're going to have bad games. Yeah, it's just, it literally happens. It's what it is. It, it is yeah. what it is. And I'm sorry that you but felt like you were going to give you uh, Tannehill. What a team! You got you got to draft quarterbacks better. Yeah, yeah. Replace the quarterback. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to draft quarterbacks better. 
Keep my, I mean, this guy's still a he's a backup quarterback. It's not like we're talking about a guy that was a starting quarterback going into the season. The thing about him is he he has that I don't want to say Brett Favre in him, but he has that gunslinger in him and he runs. That's where his mm-hmm. value has always yeah. been. You know what I'm saying? So he he has that that ceiling that you like in a quarterback. He's gonna have his his down games. But their 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 issue to me was just that uh Number one, the Antonio Gibson injury was very yeah. huge. They do a lot of play action, and, and and that offense should run through the through the uh, ground game. When yeah. you lose Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. that really throws – people think, okay, oh, they can't run. Now they got to throw all the time. Uh, to me, that actually hurts the passing game a lot uh, as far as – because now defenses can just, you know, just play for the pass. So it makes it harder for him to find open wide receivers down the field. And then, two, I mean, their wide receiving core has just been banged up. And they're tight end. And they're tight end. So, I mean – he, the he, weapons are yeah. just, and that's what we, and we talked about it. We talked about why that was like probably maybe a dicey play because you know now you're, you're relying on kind of a backup level quarterback with very you know uh, limited options and banged up options at that. You know, so so if Antonio Gibson go goes out, do you guys feel comfortable putting in McKissick? I think McKissick is the guy yeah. that you want to play. Yeah, you want to play him because he's yeah. going to get the most valuable touches. The passing, I'm, yeah. I def I made a bunch of speculative ads a week, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Patterson because I w- it's going to be a wait and see. I don't feel comfortable starting Patterson right now, but if I you know I think in the right type of game situation you can see him get in between the tackles carries and all I want to see is whether or not they decide to incorporate him just a tad bit in the passing game. You see, don't need a lot. You just need two or three uh, you know two or three uh, 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 passes or targets uh, in the passing game and then again he's probably not going to get all the goal line work. But if he gets some Red zone action, to me, that becomes a viable RB2, RB3, you know, flex-worthy play. But I'll keep him in the bench. But McKissick is definitely going to get work, especially because they're going to be playing, you know, from behind. Like, they're playing Green mm-hmm. Bay this week. McKissick should be an all-star in lineup. See, yeah. that's my problem with Patterson. I, I don't think he's going to get much to pass work. To start off, I think he's going to be the running back two. I don't think they're going to make him the running back one and then put McKissick as a third down back. I think they're going to start off with McKissick being the, the main back. So as far as Patterson's touches right now, I'm only seeing first and second down work, backup work at that. And this is a team that's most likely going to be, you know, trailing most of these games going forward, you know. So they're going to yeah. have to throw the ball more often. I don't see Patterson having the I don't. I don't think they want Matt. Yeah, I don't think they the want McKissick period. in that role, though. Uh, we, right, we don't right. know. They, they but probably I, don't, I don't want, want but, but they used him. This last game when Gibson went out, they actually were using him in those early downs at, at certain points. Yeah, now, I, maybe Patterson wasn't ready. Maybe that's what it was and seniority was the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, they don't feel like McKissick can't play those yeah. downs. And I think they like Patterson, too. The team Oh, yeah, they definitely Patterson, like him. So. I mean, we'll he's see. an undrafted rookie. Yeah. I mean, and they kept him on the team. Yeah. He's, he's running back three, so he's they definitely a, like yeah, him. He's, he's another guy that should be on benches. Uh, you know, he's not maybe not a you know high priority, but, like, if you have the room, like, you know, Chop some of that dead weight, and it's just wait and see approach because you you just never know. All right, so let's talk about Philly for a second because one of the big predictions that you had before the season started is that Ertz was going to be moved, Goddard would be the man at tight end, and that he was going to be like the hold tight end. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Hey, listen. That wasn't my prediction. Everybody was saying that, though. <laughs> but, but, but you were valuing 
Goddard a lot higher than uh, other people were valuing Goddard. Yeah. And you even reached, I, I think in our episode, in our draft episode, you reached a little bit on Goddard because you believed in it that much. Man, I'm all about it. Lee, man, I don't want no damn. Yeah, no. So the idea behind that was, yeah, like just, you know, especially FFPC tight end premium, you're looking at like these league winning plays. Mm-hmm. And. It's, you know, you got to be careful about speculating with trades because sometimes it's just like, oh, I want this to happen. So, oh, okay. But just look at the overall, you know, team dynamic. Look where the team is going. Look at the player that, you know, are going to be involved in the trade. And, you know, you just sort of kind of put that along a spectrum from highly unlikely to highly probable. And to me, he was closer towards that you know, more likely, highly probable side. It was never 100%, but it was something that was definitely within the cards, and there was obviously a lot of rumors out there. The biggest thing is we talked about it was, you know, how much they seemed to like Tyree Jackson. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to talk about. Uh, yeah, in the offseason. So, to me, that was just an easy reason. But then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So, I think that they had, you know, they almost felt a need to, 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 to keep Ertz. And watch Ertz play, okay? Yes, he's good with his hands, and maybe he's a servile. But he's not, like, his athleticism went out the door Years ago, a couple years ago, yeah. you know, and the issue too is like he's not a, he doesn't really block either. So what is he offering you as you know as a tight end player? Like he's going to go to Arizona and he can be the Dan Arnold of whatever. But to me, like Goddard was a guy who could who could who could run routes, you know, who's athletic but who could also block. And they really like this Tyree kid uh, who should be coming in too. So for me, like I was just you know I looked at the situation like okay, if we can get one tight end in this offense where there are a very limited path. And I, you know, I told y'all, Rieger is terrible. Uh, Quez Watkins, though, looking you know, okay, but still you know, young player. And Devontae Smith, good player, but still a very young player. So they need, they're, they're in need of someone to really kind of take some of these, you know, uh, to not necessarily dominate targets, but to become you know, somewhat of an, of an alpha or reliable target, a big body type receiver uh, for Jalen Ertz to, to target in the pass game. And they're going to be down a lot. Yeah, well, it might help if they had a running game, if they gave the ball to Miles Sanders. Dio, talk about Miles Sanders for a bit. Do you feel comfortable starting him, given how Stefanski has sometimes just went away from the running game? I mean, it it got to the point to where the crowd was cheering whenever he got a carry. Right. This week, I'm going to start him. Yeah. (laughs) And next week. This week. And the week after. (laughs) I'm saying this week because – Okay, so going into last week's game, was it Thursday Night Football? Mm-hmm. Um, was it against the Bucks? I don't remember who it was. Um, but I don't yep. think Stefanski felt like they were going to really feed Miles Sanders. But you saw a turn in that game where it's like the, the coach felt like, okay, let's actually get Miles going. And when they gave it to him, he looked great. Mm-hmm. He was getting bunches of yards every carry over and over and over. Uh, and like you were saying – the crowd was chanting, run the ball or Miles Sanders, something. The crowd was like, you know, egging them all, like, give the ball to the running back. Yeah. And he produced. So now that they saw how that looked, it definitely helped Hurts out a little bit as well as far as taking the pressure off of him to move the ball. I think they're going to go into this game saying, okay, let's try this more balanced approach. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I look at this as an audition for Miles Sanders. If he does well, I see it going on. Pretty much throughout the rest of the season. If he bombs, then we might revert back to the Jalen Hurts show again. Hmm. You know, so I'm gonna play him this week to kind of see who, who are the Eagles playing this week. 
the Raiders. It's Raiders, not the Raiders. easiest matchup, but it shouldn't be like a yeah. hard and terrible matchup. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Exactly. So, it's a situation where he should be able to do something. But again, it doesn't really matter what he does, in my opinion. It's more about the type of work he gets. Yeah. Take- if they're giving him a lot of work, then yeah, going forward, you know, he's, he's locked in my, in my, my, uh, my lineup. Now, I would not be surprised, though, if he just doesn't get the work like we hoped for. Mm-hmm. And then if that happens, I just can't trust him anymore. Yeah. You know, it's a wrap. For me, it's always a week by week approach. Right. And what I try to do is I try to like, you know, especially because we now have six weeks of data, I try to look at the the games in advance. So we talked about this decision to start Miles Sanders. And I was like, just sit him this week. Mm-hmm. If he goes off, great. How you feel week? more comfortable? Oh, last, oh, sorry, week. last week. Okay. Sit him against Tampa Bay. Why, why play him against the toughest matchup ever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for running backs in the NFL? Just sit him this week. We know he has the Raiders, a, a, a little bit of an easier matchup. And then he Did has. Did you play a, Miles last week? I didn't play Miles last okay. week. Yeah. And then we had, and then we got the Lions mm-hmm. and we got the Chargers. Two mm-hmm. very, very soft running matchups. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't force it with him. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to, you have to, but don't force it with him if you don't have to. So I'll look at this. The Raiders are no slouch on defense. We, no. So we, we, we got to stop, you know, get it out your, get it out your mind that, oh, people are just going to, you know, pass and run all over the Raiders. They have a fairly good pass rush. It's the we'll pass about rush crap. that. Is, yeah. yeah it's the but pass but rush. their defense has been playing well. And then we've obviously had to, you know, the change with the head coaches. And sometimes that just galvanizes the team. So we'll see what happens this week. But, but I, I feel comfortable starting Miles Sanders. If he doesn't play well, I'm going to, there's no way I'm sitting Miles Sanders against the Lions. Right. If you're going to sit Miles Sanders against the Detroit Lions, you need to trade him immediately mm-hmm. or cut him. Like, if you're not going to play him then, then when are you going to play him? Mm-hmm. And he's getting the far majority of the work. This is not, people were worried about uh, Gainwell, you know, taking, you know, maybe potentially, he's, Gainwell's not taking over, okay? He'll be involved, but he's not taking over. This is Miles Sanders, you know, this is his job. And kind of getting back to, like, you know, the way he finished, I think a lot of that was just based off of, like, the defense was expecting pass. So they were able to get, you know, a lot of, you know, draw plays. And, and sometimes that's just easier. But still, take what you can get. He looked good on those runs. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. And they were they were very close to, like, making that a, a real, like, you know, like taking the lead in that game at some yeah. point. If the defense would have been able to come up with the stop. So uh, if, the, if the stupid taunt penalty at the end of – NFL implemented oh, wasn't Oh, man. that's such a stupid oh, I guarantee they would have had a chance. I don't yeah. know if they would have pulled it up, but they would have had a chance that that stupid penalty wasn't yeah. called. That's, yeah. that's going on the soapbox right there, man. All right. So let's move on to the AFC North. Yes, we're going to talk about Lamar. We can talk we're about Lamar. Talk that's about the number one team in the NFL right now. The number one team in the AFC, at least. Historic game that he had. In oh, which yeah. Dio said that uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing about Lamar, man. I'm not going to say nothing about Lamar. He's Listen, great for fantasy. He's great for fantasy. Great for fantasy and may lead them to a Super Bowl this season. But let's talk about uh, Rashad Bateman coming back. What does that mean for Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown, to me, has been living up to where I drafted him yeah. earlier. Is he going to start to cut it? Is, is Bateman going to cut yeah. into that? Production? If Marquise Brown gets hurt right now, doesn't score another fantasy point, you already won. Yeah. Given where you drafted him. Uh, I don't think that Bateman cuts into Marquise Brown because they play completely different roles. It's not like Bateman is taking off Marquise Brown or taking uh, taking Marquise Brown off the field. To me, Bateman plays more of Sammy Watkins' role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They use Marquise Brown in a variety of different ways. They move him around the formation. They scheme him open. Uh, they even have red zone plays for him. So to me, it's not a, a situation where like. He's taking away a portion from Marquise Brown. He's going to be taking away a portion from other players. 
I think they played above their, not I won't say above their heads, but I think that Chargers game is just, you know, is more of a, I don't want to say an outlier, more of but an outlier game. yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they're that much better than the Chargers. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to be in a lot more competitive games. Their defense, you know, is kind of middle of the road. Uh, so they're not going to be in situations where they can just run the ball, but they also don't have a great running game, I think, anyway. Uh, I think their line is still somewhat suspect. They, you know, had some major line injuries. They just lost Stanley. I think he just went and he got placed on IR. So they're not going to, you're not a team that's going to be able to run the ball. And Lamar had an off game, but that's because they scored like three rushing touchdowns. Right. Or, or right, right. Was. So it's just, you know, he's gonna, you're going to have games like that. But I don't, Marquise Brown, he, to me, again, he was not, he's, not a, he's not a true alpha number one where he's going to get 10 to 13 targets a game. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for him to capitalize off of those big plays. And then, like we talked about before, and plenty of times over and over again, they're also using him closer towards the line of scrimmage and some of the intermediate routes. So if we can get five to six catches a game with his big playability, he's just someone that I put in the lineup. If he goes off, great. If he has a so-so game, I understand that. I'm not going to be playing this game trying to guess which week to start him, you know, unless I just am am loaded. Speaking of not an alpha, it's clear that Tyson is not an alpha. It seems like they were moving and giving more work to to uh, Latavius. Now Freeman is in that backfield. They have Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think anybody thinks that Le'Veon Bell is going to be uh, the starting running back of that offense. Freeman, Freeman, Freeman. So, Dio, like, are you on Freeman, or do you think that Murray keeps getting the work that he's been getting? Um. Okay, hold off. Let me let me go back to what Abby was just saying. All right. Are you trying to come at me? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come at you at all. I, I do think Bateman is going to be valuable in that offense. Mm-hmm. But I, as far as the question, as far as whether he's going to take away from Hollywood, I don't think that's the case. I do believe they play different roles for that offense. But I think it's a situation where, what's the saying, that the tide rises. like oh, A rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation mm-hmm. like, I think that offense as a whole is going to improve, you know, mm-hmm. because it's going to give Lamar this other weapon. Now, Lamar is really good for feeding Mark Andrews, right? Those oh, seam yeah. routes, you know, yeah. those little tight ends. That's kind of similar places to where yep. Bateman plays, but just a little bit further out. You saw you know? he had that one catch, and that was one of uh, Lamar's INTs where it went off of Bateman's fingertips. It was going to be a nice gain. I think he maybe even had potential for some significant yak. And it was just one of those you know plays where, like, when, you know, he just his hands were just not in the right position. Right. Tip play, ball went in the air, defense enters. But you could see Lamar, like, seeing, he, he, like was, where he, he was in the middle of the field in that intermediate zone. I where, think he was second yeah. on the team in targets, too. Yeah, his yeah. first mm-hmm. game back. Yeah. We're talking about a rookie, too. First yeah. NFL game yeah. ever, yeah. you know. So, um, not only that, but they just, I don't know if they activated him or they designated him to return from IR, but Nick Boyle. Um, mm. is coming back. Nick Boyle is considered yep. the best blocking tight end in the NFL, yep. you know, mm. for a good reason. So, yeah, we mentioned they lost a few offensive linemen, but gaining him back, I think that's going to really help the running game. So now you've got Bateman now that's going to help the passing game. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is still going to take the top off. And, you know, never know, Hollywood doing, doing that might benefit Bateman. Mm-hmm. And Bateman playing his role, and mm-hmm. people, because once Bateman shows what he can do, Defenses are going to pay a little bit more attention to Bateman. Yep. And that's going to ease the pressure off of Hollywood to do what he does. It's going to help Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson doesn't have to literally run. Every, now, I don't know if it's going to hinder Lamar Jackson's running a little bit because he's probably not going to have to run as much to scramble. You never know. Lamar Jackson, that just in but him. You this, know? this is what I would say with that. 
you watch, you notice like when Lamar is running right now, defenses are 100% scheming, uh, you know, for him to run. Mm-hmm. You know, they're being very careful about how their edge rushers rush up the field. They right. try to contain. Try to contain, yeah. Yeah. Their linebackers sort of kind of have a delayed blitz, and they don't. And they never just sort of kind of just rush in and yeah, try. They might even start you know, spying him. Yeah, probably. yeah. Oh, they definitely have spies. And so they, they play sort of kind of a contain. But like you said, if Bateman starts to take up, they, they can no longer do that. Because you watch these games, you know. Mark Andrews continues just, just to be wide open. Yeah. And that's because these linebackers are staying so close to the line of scrimmage that that middle of the field, that intermediate zone is so wide open. open. So think about it. Now you put yeah. Bateman there too. So, yeah. so again, whatever the saying, the tide rises all, I feel like that's, that's <laughs> going to... Rising tide lifts all. Boys. I feel like that's going to play into this here. Yeah. Now, going to what you were just asking me as far as Tyson... Personally, I think Tyson, whenever I've seen him run, looks like the best pure runner on that team. Um, Latavius, I think he's a safer runner. He's the one they depend on. He's probably the better pass protector. Um, but, you know, for some reason, they don't want to trust Tyson. They're making him, de- they're deactivating him on games. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing Freeman, who now looks like he's going to be the main guy who looked pretty good last week. Um, and if you didn't put waiver claims on him, and if he's still out there, put a waiver claim in for for Freeman because I feel like he'll 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 definitely help you out. I don't think Murray's playing this week, by the way. Um, so definitely take that into consideration. And then they signed Le'Veon Bell to the active roster, so he's no longer somebody they're gonna have to promote. You know, um, he scored a touchdown last week. He just eh, it was like one of those like, yeah, yeah, like jet yeah, sweep yeah. type yeah, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. But but he's still a weapon. Yeah, and yeah. people still see Le- Le'Veon Bell as is a threat to yep. some extent. Mm-hmm. So. That whole offense might be one of those offenses where we're probably not giving them as much credit right now as we probably should, like how we give the Bucks credit and the, yeah. the Cardinals credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know, they might be a, a great Super Bowl yeah. contender in that aspect. Uh-huh. Um, but as far as, again, the question as far as Tyson, I don't know what's going on there. I like his talent. But, again, we always say it doesn't matter what we think. It's what the coaches think. And the coaches ain't feeling him right now. Right. Man, get so. as much Freeman as you can right now. Yeah, get Freeman. Yeah. Get Fre- Freeman. To me, it's Freeman above DeErnest. And it's easy. It's an easy decision for me. I do mm. not – like, I agree with Dale. I do not think Latavius has started. The reason I like Freeman is because he's getting their passing down work. And he's also getting tackle work. And you see him in the red zone. But he's also getting – he's their two-minute guy as well. Mm. So if they're in a hurry-up or they're in like, you know, uh, they're behind in games, he's going to be the one on the field. And you're starting to see more this year than you have in, the, in previous years. You're, you're seeing Lamar willing to take that check down. And Devontae is, is uh, you know, uh, Freeman has done a great job of just sort of kind of finding space Finding that open, you know, you know, finding himself open and allowing uh, Lamar to find, you know, to you know, to you know, to to have an easy dump off, to have, you know, to be able to, you know, kind of find him out in the flat. So, I, I really like Devontae Freeman. Now, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to say Freeman over Dearness because I feel like they're two different situations. The value with Dearness is he's the only true runner they have right now on the active roster. I think yeah. they just promoted John Kelly, who's um, a guy from con- uh, Tennessee, came to the league a couple yeah, years ago. He was with ago. the Rams. Uh, he was with the Rams, yeah. He hasn't really played much in the in the league. They have the rookie, Demetric Felton, but Demetric Felton, I don't think he's had any carries this season. I think all his work has been in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a running back by trade, but in reality, he's playing more like a wide receiver, mm-hmm. a slot guy or a guy out the backfield. Mm-hmm. That might change this week. We'll, we'll see tomorrow, but... 
as far as the 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 person that has the monopoly on the backfield right now, it looks like it's Dearness with that offensive line who is banged up. You know, I don't want to discredit and that. playing the Broncos and playing the Broncos, but he still if they get, if they get on the goal line, if they get on the three yard line, yeah, Case Keenum is not. Man, y'all people keep sleeping on Case Keenum. Yes. I'm telling y'all no, right no, no, now. No, no. no. I'm so Case Keenum, look, he has history look, in this offense. Legend. Go back and watch Case Keenum in Minnesota. He has history in his offense. But what I'm saying is, no. watch Case. I'm telling you right now, Case Keenum will come we're out. We're not on the Browns yet. We're not on the Browns. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when they get at the goal line, when they get at the goal line, when they run the ball, I see it as being Durnis. The Ravens. Now the Ravens, they might give it to Freeman, but. If they give it to Bell, I want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If they give, if because I'm sure they're going to activate. If Murray is inactive this week, I'm sure Tyson is yeah, going yeah. to be activated. Yeah, yeah. So if they give it to Tyson at the goal line, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. The the benefit with Freeman, and number one, he looked good, and number two, he's going to get that. He's going to get passing work. Yeah. But they might also get passing work to Bell. Bell is they 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 may give him one 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 target, and they'll be like, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah, they might. That's true. But if they did, it wouldn't be like a shock to me. Yeah, because yeah. we've seen Bell be that in the past. I'm Bell used to be one it. of the best running back, uh, uh, running backs that could play wide yeah. receiver in the NFL. So, uh, uh, so I see the situation different. I like both of them personally. He's saying um, yeah. uh, Freeman over Dearness. I say get both of them. Oh yeah, they, 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 they're, they're like neck and neck. Yeah, but get both I of them. think most people are going after Dearness. And I'm kind of sneaking in and going after Freeman. Freeman. But yeah. they're both like next. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you want both, you probably have to bid higher for Dearness. Yeah. Bid low for Freeman. But at the end of the day, you get both of them. It doesn't yeah. matter how much yeah. you bid on them. And so. let's talk about the Browns for a second because they're banged up as well. University of Houston legend. Let's <laughs> go. By the way, it's homecoming this week. What's up? Go Cougs. Let's go. Go Cougs. Listen, Case Keenum is going to be starting at quarterback this week. I do not trust Case Keenum. They got yeah, Dearness. I, I don't trust Case Keenum either. No, I mean <laughs> it's a tough matchup. I'll, I'll wait, Chris, on this. Does this mean that? And someone in the group chat said it. I can't remember who put it. I think it. I think it was you, Abby, who said, "Oh, uh, Odell through the moon." I didn't say through the moon. I said no. Uh, he did a spaceship. I did, I did, spaceship I did, I did yeah, emoji. Spaceship. Okay. I, it was not a spaceship emoji. It was a. <laughs> it was a stock up. <laughs> And it was only one stock up. Oh, it was just one emoji. It was only one, one stock up. Okay, because so, let me, it was let me, like so let me let me let me, let me kind of break this down. Let me break this down. So I actually agree this, with him on this a little bit. Yeah, though, so this happens year in and year out. A quarterback gets injured, and then you have the backup quarterback who just kind of lights things up. And he'll light things up for good four or five games, and then he'll start playing right back down to like right. where his at. And that's what Case Keenum basically is. Number one, he has history in his offense, so he knows the playbook. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a he's a veteran, and we know the type of stats he put up at U of H. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know, That's go back and check the playbook. That was a long time. So go back. Okay, then go back and look at when he played in, with yeah. the Vikings. Okay, right. he played very well, and they do a good job of scheming players open. So the reason that I put you know sort of kind of the you know okay up. You know the up on OBJ is because we've seen Baker just have difficulty. That's why I, think he that's has difficulty. Why I agree with you. Yeah, I think he has difficulty in this offense just in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I really can't put my finger on it, but I feel like this offense should be, you know, moving and operating a lot better. I don't think Baker. Should. I don't think Baker's it, man. I don't think he's that good either. I don't but think he's I, it. You know, but you know, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's he, it's tough. It's a tough evaluation. But but I think Case Keenum can come in and just run the coach's offense. The way they want to run it, and that means play action pass, 
First read, first read's not there, second read. But usually the first read goes to that alpha wide receiver, mm-hmm. and that is OBJ. Yep. And most of these backups, they just find one or two guys to lock in on. Yep, they're that's not what going to lock they're, in on. Them. They're yep. not going to sit back here and go through progression reads, try and sit in the pocket and wait five, six seconds like Baker does, mm-hmm. run around, turn his back to the defense. No. Mm-hmm. He's going to see something, and he's going to be like, all right, that's yeah. it. Like he, and, and he's a vet. And he's he know, a vet. He knows who his star wide receiver is. He know, and he knows. So here's a non-fantasy you know OBJ. question. Here's a non-fantasy question. Yeah. If he does, if he lights it up with, with OBJ, do we have a quarterback controversy? There was, there was talk of quarterback controversies <laughs> last year because of his history with Stefanski. Um, I would wait, not be surprised. So, oh, man. I would say no. Not initially. Yeah. But if Baker comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. If Case lights it up and everybody sees it, yeah. and then Baker does yeah. eventually come, because they're going to give him his job back. Especially against but the then Marcos. if Baker yeah. busts, you know everybody's going to be yeah. clamoring. Like, hey, oh, man. Let's and get you know Kenan it's a contract. It's a contract here. So, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, this is why it's hard for me. Because I feel like he is pressing out there. I feel mm-hmm. like he knows that they have a, a, a pretty good defense. They have a great O-line. Yeah. They have all these weapons. They have great running backs. Like, So if they don't succeed, it's like it's him. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't look around and say, oh, our coach is not that good. Our coach won coach of the year. Yeah. He won coach of the yeah. year last year, right? I don't know, man. He should have if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's not our O-line. Our O-line is great. Yeah. You know, it's not our, our defense. Chargers. No, no, it was not the charge. No, no, no. It was not the charge. Couldn't, couldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. No, no lens slant on the pod. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not lens. Y'all didn't even know it was there. Like, you know I, mean, I forgot it was lens. Yeah, um, we don't need to give him that much love. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's ba- so I think he's pressing quite a bit, and I think you can kind of see it in this play. So uh, another we'll thing too, being that. Case Keenum has been there in the locker room hearing everybody ask Baker, "Why are you not throwing it to Odell?" over and over yeah, and over. Yeah. So now that Case Keenum is in there, he's gonna know. Look, everybody's been saying this. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Look. OBJ like, I know, hey, bro, I know, <laughs> hey, you want to be the starting quarterback yeah. with the Browns? <laughs> I'm gonna be on that side yeah. of the field right there. I'm gonna run this route. You make sure I get that ball. Yeah, yeah. All so, all right. So let's talk about Pittsburgh. Listen, I don't know what in the hell is going on with Pittsburgh. It's just I love what they do with Najee. Oh yeah, oh, keep oh, feeding yeah. Najee. Hey, all right. you know I'm fine. Hey, with we, see, see, yeah, hey, we right on Najee. Yeah, we feed Najee, Najee. Yeah. feed Deontay, and I'm good. You know, can Najee I, last with this type of? Can Najee last with this He's kind a of rookie, work? Yes. Can a rookie last? Yes. getting this much work. Let's yes. look. Let's yes. find out. <laughs> yes, we're gonna ride him to the wheels. Yeah, fall ride him to the wheels. Fall off. But this, Show but me. That, but that is a good question. That's a, the reason. That's a good question is because you need to know who the backup is. And that's my fantasy question. And right now we don't know. Right. We think, For the Steelers? Yeah. Well, I mean, McFarlane's been hurt. You've been high on McFarlane for I a while. I have, yeah. and he's been hurt. And here's you're the, the thing reason, reason I had 80% McFarlane. Here's, right. the <laughs> Here, here's the thing with McFarlane. I don't know when he got hurt. Yeah. I don't know what the injury is. Yeah. I just remember all of a sudden one day just seeing McFarlane's going on IR. Like, what? I think he is practicing. Now, they may they know they had a bye coming up, so they but may they, be waiting up the they, bye. They designated him for return, I think, two weeks ago. I know, but maybe they just want to wait they, for the bye. They have 21 days. Yeah. Which means if they don't activate him to the active roster in the next week or so. They have to. They have nothing else. There's no way. I hope and, so. And, and, again, kind of going back to like one of the reasons you were high on him is all the talk in the offseason about how they were using him. Yeah, they were because, using both of them on the field yeah, at the same time. The reason that I, you know, that I had rostered him so much is because I felt like he was going to have maybe a little bit of standalone value mm-hmm. in terms of them trying to be creative in that offense. Right. And now with no juju, yeah. you know what? Cut this, okay? Because I was <laughs> nobody's picking up McFarlane this week, okay? So we can kind of wait a week yeah. through this, you know, by Mageddon, and then we'll pick him up week eight. Right, right, right. No, don't cut it. I mean, 
No, no, cut it. Cut it. No, no, cut it. Seriously. McFarlane. And y'all yeah. just y'all kind of alluded to already. None of the other backups have looked good at all. Oh, they're mm-hmm. terrible. Like nobody's taking hold of that backup position yeah. where it's like, okay, yeah. this is their job. They've all looked like trash. Yeah. Najee's pretty much done all the work. Now, give Najee credit. He hasn't looked like he's been like like just, you know having difficulty carrying mm-hmm. that workload. Mm-mm. He's actually looked fresh throughout the whole yeah. game. Yeah. Smile on his face. He's a smart runner, too. He's you a know? smart runner. He looks like he does yoga. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms... Some, some, what some, does that come from? <laughs> no, look, it looks like he does yoga. <laughs> well, in terms of being flexible, like some 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 running backs are just very You know stiff. what's crazy? And they, I, take, they take a lot of hard contact. Yeah. They don't know how to sort of kind of like ease off the contact. So... It used what, to be ballet back in the day. Like, remember all the running backs used to yeah, do ballet, like yeah. Emma Smith talked about? But it's not just ballet. about footwork. So, when you watch it, when you watch the game, watch watch how a running back will like sort of kind of just either run into a defender or kind of put his hand down, put his head down and embrace contact. And then watch certain runners, how they see the contact and they just sort of kind of slightly turn their body a little bit and kind of get in between defenders or, you know, sort of kind of, you know, uh, take on the contact to where there's like minimal impact. I saw Those somebody- type of running backs do, I think, a lot better Long term, and I feel like Najee's that type of running back. I saw somebody hmm. mention it this week or maybe last week that he has a little bit of Le'Veon Bell in him, and I think I kind yeah. of agree with that. Yeah, as far yeah. as his style, a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. he looks great. I'm glad we drafted him where we drafted him. Uh, I was got concerned. More. Yeah, we should have got way more. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna last the whole season, um, but like you said, we're gonna ride yeah. this to the wheels fall off. But the McFarlane was an interesting pick. So McFarlane and Pat Fryermuth, uh just mm-hmm. given the uh, Juju injury. Uh, damn, why did I say that? because <laughs> he's gonna get dropped a lot so yeah. he was actually someone that like i was like trying to like add uh quite a bit this week people gotta make this, this yeah. uh decision with him tuck, because they're still using ebron like ebron yeah. what did he get that running touchdown this past week he did but they're using him in certain ways like, yeah they are but but he's still and, being used yeah. so Frymuth has he's getting targets totally right? taking hold of that job so you know everybody's still gonna make a they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna have use, their opinion on him. Yeah, I think they're gonna use two tight ends, especially with the injury to Juju, with like the the O line deficiency and that O line. Yeah. Like I said, you know, like I said, you know, they were they were at the bottom of the barrel before. There was only they could only get better, and they've gotten you know they've been able to you know be Got a little bit better. Um, been, what's but, going? But yeah, so I feel like they run a lot of two tight end sets. So to me, Farmuth is just a guy who can get like four to five, you know, uh, targets, uh, four to five targets a game. Get hopefully, you know, maybe even four to five uh, 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 receptions yeah. on a given week, and that's very helpful in a tight end premium. Well, what's, what's going on with wide receiver three right now? Is it Ray Ray McLeod or is it James Washington? Combination, and you mm. want none of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should have just drafted Deontay. I told y'all this is the easy. The well, Deontay and I, I think I put in the group chat this week. Deontay is like the super cheat code draft pick because his floor is just super high because Ben mm-hmm. he just is locked the ball. in yeah. on him and he should have yeah. had like a fifty-yard touchdown too. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it's kind of crazy his target share, you know. But you know. So let's move on to the Bengals for a second. I want to talk about Bengals. Joe. What? Bengals. What do you say? Bengals. Bengals? Always, I've always said Bengals. Okay, all right. Yeah. Bad, he says his E's, his eyes, and it's okay. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. Bengals? Okay. Like, y'all okay. say Bengals? I mean, bingo. They wouldn't be Bengals. The Bengals? It's Bengals. Oh, like, Just call them the Tigers. Okay, we'll be all right. <laughs> the Tigers? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Joe Mixon for a second. He looks to be banged up. Chris Evans kind of stepped in a little bit, got some work last Did week. Did we talk about them last week with Shima- Samaji, or was that before that? 
No, no. I, I don't think we that did was because Samaji. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like that but Samaji was the backup. Samaji right. looked good. Yeah. Samaji right. looked good for that game where he, he was getting the majority of the workload. Yeah. But then he uh, got COVID, right? Because he got COVID. Yeah, he got, he got, got COVID. Injuries. I think he still COVID has COVID. Killed me. Yeah. I think he still yeah, has COVID. Yeah. Right. So how do you guys feel about, you know, rostering Chris Evans knowing that he really only got burned because Samaji got the book? No, Chris Evans got work that game as well. He got passing work only, though. Very minimal. Right. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not rostering Chris Evans. Man, because look. Because the, the reason I'm not rostering Chris Evans because Mixon is currently healthy. Uh, you got to hope that Samadre is on COVID IR for X period of time. Right. I'm not right. going to roster the backup of a backup. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just rocking with Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm saying like... Because, in terms of- because one thing... I mean, Mixon obviously can get hurt at any time, but what I'm seeing from Mixon this year that we really didn't see last year is even when he's banged up, he's still trying to be out there and play. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's, he's staying, look, I mean, if he, I'm going to be active. So. But if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like Right, know. right. But you can say that about any player. Yeah, that's why like, um, these guys I'm trying to... I mean, every I mean different. we can't roster every handcuff, yeah. though. So you're yeah. going to have to make a decision at some point. Um, how much password did P. Ryan get that, that game? He caught a passing mm-hmm. touchdown. He got, I think he had, you know, maybe three or four. And a goal line touchdown, too. Four touchdowns. Yeah, he was, he was. Well, that was a game Mixon played, too, right? Didn't Mixon right. have yeah, like a. We, yeah, we, we didn't get the true. Yeah, uh, it was. Mixon had like a little bit of work. Yeah. And P. Ryan ended up getting a lot of work. Yeah. But Mixon was active. Right, correct. You know, so it's really hard to really tell what it would be like if Mixon was truly inactive. It would be mostly Samaje. Yeah, it might, but they might play Chris Evans in the past game. I mean, Chris Evans scored that touchdown. I think he was the first touchdown scored in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a long like, touchdown. I don't, like, I don't yeah, think... It was like a... He almost played like a Felton role. That was the last game. That was the mm-hmm. last That's game. That's what I'm saying. Without Samaja. Like, yeah, yeah. But but he still was playing a lot. And Mixon was healthy. I mean, he looked pretty good. So, Samaja got in, in the Green Bay game uh, where Mixon was a little bit banged up. He got 11 carries to Mixon's 10. Uh, and then Samaja also got four targets... Uh, and Evans got two targets. Yeah. So I mean, but all three of them were active though. Right. So yeah. it really was almost not too different than what it regular regularly is like. I want to see what it's like when Mixon is inactive and it's just Pirine. And because this last yeah. game, it was only two of them active, mm-hmm. and you saw how early Evans was getting that passing work. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mixon can do that. Mixon scored a passing touchdown as well. Yeah, right, but right. Evans got his passing touchdown early, early in the game, so they utilized him early. So I, I don't know what that offense is going to look like, uh, but it, I really don't even care. I'm just hoping Mixon stays healthy because I have a lot of Mixon. Yeah. And uh, he looked damn good this last game. Yeah, yeah. If I'm in a pinch, should I consider rostering, or really, because I, I rostered him, should I consider starting Uzoma at tight end? You got to be in a big pinch. Like, somebody got to be, like... I would do it. Pinching the shit out of you. I mean, like... <laughs> no, I, 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 I say it could be a light, a light pinch. Light pinch because, because he's in an offense where they're passing the ball a lot. Right. You know, so... so no, I don't it, even think they're passing the ball that much. I, I think this is, like, a running offense. No, but, but, they still, but they're still passing the in... I don't think they're and, passing all that uh, besides, much. Besides those top three wide receivers, who was a pass catcher? That's the problem is their pass volume and like their pace of play is just really like you watch this team and they just look like a traditional like you know a team where like the offense runs through the run game right. and they take big shot right. plays. But, but, but I'm not talking about a tight end like a top twelve tight end. I'm talking. He just said a pinch. And again, say I'm saying That's why I said a hard pinch. I, I said a light pinch because he's still he's giving you these last few weeks. He's giving you okay. Let me throw out some names. Top. Would you want Mo Alley Cox or Uzuma? Uzuma. Ooh, that's okay. a close one. That's a How close many targets? Would you want Dan that's Arlen a close one or Dan Arnold or Uzuma? Uzuma. Uzuma, yeah. Okay. Would you want um 
Gerald Everett? Or Uzuma. He, yeah, nah, you lost me. Okay. What did you? I mean, Disley's still getting work. It's but Disley, I think he scored a touchdown Eric in the last was, game. Eric Everett was hurt before, and I I'm think talking about this last game out. where they both were, were playing. Disley had a pretty decent game. He had an okay game, but Disley also scored a touchdown, and Azuma also had a pretty good game. And Azuma's the only tight end they're using. They're not using sample much. Yeah, but Azuma was, you know, that was kind of a that was an odd game. Uh, it was a definitely you know, kind of a, a back and forth type shootout, and uh, Higgins was not in that game. Uh, at, I think at one point, you know, Joe Mixon was, you know, pretty banged up. So Higgins didn't play his last game. So what? No, Higgins? he played this last game, but Uzoma just had a touchdown. He had, he had a couple yeah. of targets his last game. He wasn't like a he had like a lot of targets. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying touchdowns are unpredictable to me though. So that's 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 yeah, a tough it thing is. To but but he's of. still he's still being utilized. He he's not sharing that tight end workload with anybody else. Mm-hmm. The other guy, Joe Everett, is sharing with Disley. I don't necessarily know that he's sharing. I think he's kind of working his way back from injuries and yet yeah, the, the, whoever. Yeah, like they're. He's this not is injured, getting right? some he had COVID. He wasn't injured. He he just had COVID. Oh yeah, COVID. Okay. Yeah, so he wasn't like it wasn't like a a, a, a physical ailment. Okay. It was a sickness. True. I mean, again, all this is splitting hairs. Yeah. Honestly, it's really just pick your poison type yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're all dart throws. Yeah, they're all dart throws. These are not guys you really want to depend on when your pinches. Honestly, everybody you mentioned, I wouldn't mind playing. Honestly, you just need to draft tight ends better. Or you need to pick up, or you need to pick up Ricky Seals Jones yeah, and not let him you, be on the damn waiver wire. Yeah, we told you as soon as the low time is in, Ricky Seals Jones Jr. We saw you saw it in effect in that game. That's the thing is when these injuries happen, see what happens, see what player takes their spot, see how many snaps they get. Don't ignore the box score, yeah, but see how many snaps they get. Listen, that was man, a that was a kick. Y'all text all day. Knox. Listen, y'all text all day. You gotta keep up, man. You gotta keep up, man. So many. Gotta keep up, man. Gotta keep up. I have a job, man. Gotta keep up, bro. Sometimes I just scroll up. I was like, you know what? I'll just start. Tell the people at your job. Hold on one moment. I gotta check. It's important. I'm playing. 